GM friends and welcome back to CNFT Dive. In today's episode, as promised, we're gonna catch up on some things that have been happening since the new year in the CNFT space. So, as always, we like to start off with the projects that we have minted since the last episode, and this one is a big one, it's Bright Pals. Well, I didn't, I didn't really get a chance to mint Bright Pals, unfortunately, but uh, let's just say it wasn't the easiest of mints did you manage to get one yeah i managed to get three but uh, it wasn't without its controversies so i don't know if you know about it because you were out but basically they were trying to avoid bots and um, they had a, a bot set up to confirm addresses however because the demand was so high for the project this crashed their discord server even though it was like boosted by 80 members so the whole channel crashed and uh, the verification system could not work so they just decided to release the address and this is where the controversy comes in because the specific instructions were to only send ada to the address once you have been verified but a lot of people sent even before that and the new updated instructions were not that clear so that's why a lot of people were frustrated we, we, we start seeing that a lot of times where there's some sort of like a method to mint and then something happens and then obviously people are already waiting on Discord. So the uh, the creator just kind of just sends the address on Discord. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that it was kind of bad to see the reaction. Like a lot of people started calling names and starting throwing FUD all around saying this was a rock pull, saying this was a scheme to reallocate the assets into the owners or the project devs wallet addresses and i think these were all without evidence so i didn't feel the need to necessarily attack personally the creators so yeah that was a bit discouraging to see but it also raises a good question of should projects be trying to innovate their minting system because the intentions were very good with this mint and, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. If they would have succeeded it in this whole system, then everyone would have, would be clapping, saying, wow, what a wonderful way to drop CNFTs. But because it did not work, it kind of backfired on them. Yeah, it, it is very tricky because I agree with you. I think CNFT in general always tries to kind of encourage an innovation and who doesn't like a little bit of initiation too, you know? Uh, but at the same time, we keep seeing these failed mints, you know? It's... It's kind of it, it's it's it got to the point where it's, it is very frustrating where, you know, we've been around for almost a year now and the technology is there, um, but for some reason it, the minting experience has just been very very lacking. Personally, for me, my preferred mint of choice is kind of this chaotic free for all in Discord announcements where they just drop the address and then they let me do my thing like Control C, Control V, and then sending. Mm-hmm the ADA, but there is a problem with this method in that it's too inefficient because people do not know whether the project has sold out already or not. They keep sending ADA and this causes not just one, but two unnecessary transactions because they need to refund the ADA as well. And this inefficiency is going to be very important now that uh, the blockchain is constantly above 80% congestion and with... uh, more DeFi options coming up in the near future with the launch of Sunday Swap. I think projects should be working towards more efficiency. 
And actually, you found a very good solution on Twitter for this, no? Yeah. So we've we've discussed this before. Uh, Dirtbirds announced on Twitter. They wrote a, an article about uh, multi-sig transactions. Pretty much, it's just their solution. I think it was first recommended by uh, Alessandro, who we ch- shouted out last episode. So he wrote a thread about this this thing, and which potentially was supposed to help with congestion, and then. Their birds incorporate that in their hatchery event for uh, the derplings. You've hatched a few birds, no? What would you say the experience was? Was it successful? It was a very good experience. Apparently, with the multi-sig transactions, you only send one transaction and everything gets resolved in that one transaction. And uh, I kind of interacted with this tweet that we're going to link as well from mm-hmm. Dirtbirds, and I asked, is this going to be the solution going forwards because for this to work it needs to be a website mint but my experience with website mints is that the server or the website always crashes and then they kind of answered it saying that this multi-sig system eases congestion on the cardano blockchain but at the same time it doesn't really do anything about the website like that's a completely mm-hmm. separate issue and project devs need to kind of invest in their backend and set up servers so they can handle the load, even if bots attack or something like that. And then the last thing I want to say regarding this topic is that the hatchery event happened in November. And I know it's easy to criticize from the outside looking in. And obviously I have no, uh, not enough coding experience to write a multi-sig transaction by myself, but it happened in November and these developers had a lot of chance to actually take this example and learn from it, but we still see that the old ways or kind of this less polished way of minting is used. So I would encourage devs to check this tweet out and see how Derpers and uh, Spacebots have done it. Yeah, exactly. I think um, Derpers in their in the article they they shared kind of addressed this themselves, saying that. You know, uh, CNF, like the community of CNFT uh, should demand a better minting experience. And we've done this with, uh, you know, when we re- wanted or requested that teams are doxxed and things like that. Like the community is always raising the expectations and therefore the standards are higher. Uh, and this is definitely, I think, the next step to improve minting experience for sure. It's on the agenda. And moving on to more positive news. We're currently in an insane bull run Mm -hmm. in the CNFT space. It's been fun. All of the projects are going up. And um, I see quite a few reasons for that. But just to give some examples, uh, Vegemates have jumped from 40 ADA to almost 100, even above that for a little while. Space VODs from 3,200, 400 to 5,000 now. Clays have also went back up again above a thousand data. So all of the projects are gaining traction and the floor is rising steadily and mm-hmm. continuously. Yeah, wag me, man. <laughs> now it really feels like it. It feels like everything is just so euphoric and everything is doing well, no matter what you invest in, even if you invested in something that you even forgot about it, you check again. And uh, the prices went up and it was a successful investment. And the project leading the CNFT bull run is Boss Cat Rocket Club. This is a project that contributes, I think, most of the volume currently in the CNFT mm-hmm. space. And I personally believe that without them, the markets would be 
kind of more steady. They wouldn't be as hot and they wouldn't be as bullish. But uh, we have seen some thought about them on Twitter. Yeah, so a lot of influencers on Twitter have been accusing the team of crazy uh, price manipulation. So there are some claiming that they buy their own floor and that's obviously increasing the price. And there's also, um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to name drop, but someone also found a design for the spaceship. So they they have two collections. They have a spaceship parts and uh, cats themselves. So someone found the design of the spaceship in some Russian textbook. But like you said, despite all the FUD, it is still number one trading in the past month. The floor is actually like not okay. I, I think it's, it's, it's touching 2008 at the moment. And like you're saying, it, it's leading the bull run. So regardless of all the FUD, I personally know someone who has made a lot of money on the project and it doesn't look like they're slowing down. The volume is still stupid high. At one point, do you kind of forget the FUD and kind of give kudos to the team behind us for doing something that hasn't been seen in a, in a long time in, in CNFT? Yeah, and we just want to share some information that we've been seeing on Twitter. We don't really have any concrete evidence that this is not a legit project. And I think a lot of people would be reluctant to admit it, but I think the space benefited or benefits from yeah. BCRC. Yeah, exactly. So at the very least, even if you believe all the fun and you know you don't care about this project, you should at least be thankful that it kind of led this crazy bull run that we're seeing. So I think other reasons why there is a bull run currently is that people are coming over from other blockchains. And mm -hmm. this is what we see on social media. A lot of people with .eth or .soul usernames on Twitter are tweeting about CNFTs. A lot of YouTube influencers are also kind of catching on. And I think Cardano is above Solana in yeah. total market cap again now. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think that gives a lot of confidence that we're the second biggest after Ethereum again. So mm -hmm. that also gives a lot of confidence for investors. But I think kind of an underrated reason, and I'm not quite sure how much of an effect this has, but I think tax reasons could be a reason as well. Why? We were kind of in a more bearish market at the end of the year. And now in the new year, we're kind of in a bullish market because a lot of the people at the end of the year were realizing losses to offset their gains. So they were selling projects that they bought at a higher price at a lower price now. So they were basically, they were deflating their profits from a thousand ADA gain from space buds or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that could have been causing the floors to dip. And now that we're in a new year, a new accounting year, I think prices are rising again because they don't feel the need to do that anymore. This is definitely the consultant within you that's that's speaking about tax and things like that. I would have never thought of a reason like this to influence uh, floor prices. Another very exciting thing that's been happening in the past couple of weeks is the beginning of a new era in CNFT, and that is the era of smart contract marketplaces. So a long time ago, we had Genesis House and JPEG Store, you know, entering the market as smart contract only marketplaces. But obviously the, the big boy, the tank, the CNFT.io um, didn't, you know, jump into smart contracts. They started slowly offering it, but not being exclusively smart contracts. And then eventually, I think now 
they full on surrendered and they finally have smart contract only transactions. If I'm not mistaken, you can still buy assets from any wallet. So that's, I guess that's nice. So, but to list an asset, you have to list it through a smart contract. So you have to use NAMI. Nevertheless, it might've been a bit too late because the flippening already happened. JPEG store market share in the past week has been higher than uh, CNFT.io. Shout out to Shannon, who was uh, a guest on our show. Uh, congratulations to you, to you. Um, yeah, super crazy to see. Honestly, I when we t- when we spoke to her, it was definitely something that she did not expect to see. Yeah, I think when we spoke to her, they were doing twenty five percent of what CNFT.io was doing, and it's been a couple months since then, and now they're doing more in volume than yeah. CNFT. So it's a great story of how they kind of saw an opportunity in the market, they capitalized on it, and now they're starting to kind of gain a foothold as the biggest marketplace in CNFT. Personally, I switched over as well. I was a CNFT.io user until this week, but then when they switched over to smart contracts only, I tried out JPEG store seriously. For some reason, for me, it's just the user experience is better. And I kind of hypothesized that it's because JPEG store was designed as a smart contracts only marketplace. So mm-hmm. all of the UX, and the UI decisions were based on that, while CNFT IO was kind of like stuck in this legacy escrow model. And because they still have to make their site work for the legacy model, mm-hmm. that's why I think the smart contracts listing and everything is just not up to par. But hopefully they improve the user experience because I think competition is very good for the consumers in the end. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that you still have to give credit when credit's due, you know, and for if you look at different aspects uh, of both marketplaces. So, for example, the communication from JPEG store has been absolutely immense. I saw a thread by Blake in which he, he said something about the um, the minting of Bright Pals and how JPEG store also crashed that day and how he was not satisfied and how he's going to work hard to make sure this doesn't happen again. I, I personally love to see that kind of thing. You know, it really shows the passion and Obviously, you wanna you wanna take part in projects that actually have passion of uh, towards what they're doing. I'm not saying that Stale is not passionate about what he's doing. Of course, I'm sure he is. But uh, the communication from CNFT.io, especially in the early days, was quite lacking. And it's nice to see that JPEG Store is not repeating the same mistake. Yeah, but I think they still have an advantage. You already mentioned it, but CNFT.io I think is the only smart contracts marketplace that allows you to buy with multiple types of wallets, not just yeah. NAMI. But at the same time, JPEG.store has the advantage in that they have a feature where you update price. And I think updating price is less costly in terms of transaction fees than mm-hmm. delisting and relisting the smart contract listing. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, we, we can we can compare and contrast the two uh, for a very long time, but I think Let's just put it that way. Both have uh, disadvantage, advantages and disadvantages. And, um, you know, I think it, it gets to a point where it's just uh, what what you prioritize and what you prefer. Um, but both projects are doing very well. And this new era is very exciting. It, again, it, yeah. it's a testament to how the space is moving forward. So yeah, and as, as the space is kind of growing, there's going to be enough to you know, share with everyone. So I think exactly. both of them still have a place in the market and I don't imagine an open sea type of situation happening where one of them will dominate 
Exactly. Like 99% of the market share. Exactly. Just like on Solana, you have a bunch of marketplaces. You have Magic Eden, you have Solanart. Uh, there's, you know, there's plenty of room for everyone. And last but not least, the last exciting update in the last couple of weeks is, of course, the announcement of Sunday Swap arriving to the mainnet on Thursday. So personally, this is something I've been waiting for for almost a year now. I'm super excited to see how DeFi is going to take shape on Cardano. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sunday Swap is a DEX or decentralized exchange platform, which allows uh, users to exchange tokens on-chain. So that means without the need of a middleman. Sunday Swap is one of the most anticipated protocols on Cardano. I think on Twitter, I think they have more than like 250,000 followers or something like that. <laughs> Definitely a higher number than we're used to seeing on CNFT. And also, I, th I think important to mention, in addition to the launch itself, they're also starting their ISO. So if you're staking and want to receive essentially free Sunday tokens, make sure you're delegating to one of the Sunday Swap qualified stake pools. This is super exciting and marks the beginning of DeFi on Cardano. No disrespect to Moosley Swap, but Sunday Swap is definitely much more, or definitely bigger and, and more renowned. But despite seeing a nice rise in the ADA price, I think this release is definitely going to bring out some issues that are probably important that you are aware of. Sunday Swap released an article stating that they're expecting an absurd bottleneck because of the hype. So this will result in some transactions taking a couple of days to complete, so a very long time. Due to the nature of things, that directly means that the Cardano network in general will be highly congested. So uh, if you're annoyed with the speed of the network thus far, unfortunately, I expect it to be even slower in the upcoming weeks. I hope that a solution is found that it, to at least improve the experience until Hydra, which you know, as the IHK solution to uh, scalability, at least for this foreseeable future. So yeah, this is the reality we're entering, you know, super exciting, both NFTs and DeFi operating in Cardano. And honestly, a year ago, this looked like there was a long way to go. So incredibly exciting, but also I can't lie and say that I'm nervous to see how this plays out. I hope it is not going to be as bad as I anticipate, but I want to be surprised if the network is congested to the point of being pretty much unusable. We're already seeing some projects tailoring to this. So yeah, very exciting, but also kind of scary. And those are the main news items that we wanted to talk about. And as usual, we would like to shout out some projects or recommend some projects that we found very interesting. Mm -hmm. So the shout outs are going to be from my side this time. I want to shout out Ada Elements. It was previously known as Ada Clouds, the project, but the previous dev left the team. It was kind of a slow rug where the project minted, I think it sold out actually, and then the floor price kind of just dropped to 8 Ada, which is the minimum on CNFT.io. And then I think the dev lost interest in the project. He didn't know how to kind of revive it, so he just left. And then the community members, the moderators kind of banned it together and revived the project under a new name. And also raise an interesting question on how to handle royalties if the address doesn't belong to the project anymore. And there was a good Twitter space about it with the JPEG store founders because it was an issue on their side. Uh, as we said, JPEG.store has very good communication. So they kind of took this issue head on. And in the end, they changed to the new project's address and they kind of donated a bunch of ADA to the team to pay the devs that worked on the project and were unpaid previously. So they are the first project that I want to shout out. The second project I want to shout out is Vegemates. 
uh, they had an event called Farmer's Market where they allowed a lot of the smaller projects to promote themselves. I think it was a very interesting event, although I was only briefly there because then I went to watch NFL playoffs. <laughs> but I think it's a very good initiative, kind of banding together the community and promoting this WAGMI behavior. So I want to give a shout out to them as well. And then I also, this is actually a recommendation. It's a project called Tavern Squad. It's an RPG adventure with NFTs. And we have been watching afar. They didn't gain a lot of traction at their mint date, so we expected them not to sell out. But the reaction from the team in the face of adversity was just a wonderful sight to see because they didn't get discouraged and continue to build. And because I tend to invest in teams now, that gave me a huge confidence in the project. And currently, they have built an achievement system where you can gain experience for completing various tasks. In the last episode, we talked about how they have a unique minting and receiving experience where you immediately see what kind of assets you got. So the roadmap is still quite unknown, but it's a project to be looked at for sure, at the very least, because the team is so good, in my opinion. And the last one is kind of like a meme. I don't know how I haven't discovered this yet, but if you take away one thing from this episode, it should be this. <laughs> At lead time null on Twitter, remixed PIMP. Let's go. And it's a CNFT version of PIMP. And honestly, it's crazy. Like what everyone should check it out. It's on 200 something views. It should be so much higher. Like. Yeah, I'm surprised. It, I, I think it's going to win a Grammy 100%. It's it's just so beautiful. It's actually a crazy bop. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to link this and then <laughs> everyone should check it out. These are the small things that I wanted to shout out this episode, no matter what. Next week, we're going to return and we're going to talk about some of the new trends that we've been seeing. One of them, I think for sure we're going to talk about is DAOs appearing that kind of want to fractalize NFTs. I think that's a very interesting topic. If you would like to ask us a question or give us a topic to talk about, then please use hashtag AskCNFTDive. Every week before the episodes, we're going to search for this hashtag and we're going to see what our listeners and our community has to say or ask. So that was it for today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to CNFT Dive. As always, please let us know what you thought of the episode in the Twitter thread or if there's anything else you would like us to discuss in future episodes. We're interested in doing more interviews, so if you want to join our podcast, send us a DM on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is CNFT underscore dive. Please rate and share or do whatever you want to our podcast. See you next time.